0: For more market analysis, let's welcome Jim Bianco, president and founder of Bianco Research. Uh, Jim, you know, the interesting thing about what Powell had said is not that there was anything that he could give us about the direction of our star, but at least the acknowledgement that there's uncertainty around it. What does that mean to you?
1: Yeah, he basically said it's a good theory, but we don't know what the number is. But other than that, you know, the Fed's got it all dialed in. I really think that it really comes down to. The long-term inflation rate, because you have to kind of start there. And is it is it still two percent now? Jay Paul said, you know, he's strongly committed to the two percent target, or is it some number higher than that? And uh, I'm of the opinion that it might be some number higher. I understand the Fed wants to get it to two, but it's going to be very difficult. You know, the the phrase we're using now is the last mile to get it all the way back down to two. It's going to be tough. I think it's going to stick around three percent. And then if you start figuring, well, if you got a 3% long-term inflation rate and then you add in half a percent or so above that for the funds rate, then you assume that the yield curve becomes positive, again, where it normally should be. You could be looking at the 10-year yield in the high 4s or maybe close to 5% as fair value. And even right now at 425 or so, it's still a ways off of that.
0: So with that as kind of a good backdrop here, what does that mean in terms of at what point you enter the 10 year in terms of buying?
1: Well, I think it really comes down to the Fed. Uh, In the last, say, two months or so, you've seen what Wall Street calls a bear steepener. That's all interest rates are rising and long-term interest rates are rising faster. And I think the reason behind that has been twofold. One, the Japanese have been selling and they're the largest foreign owner, and you can't discount that. But also, there's some concern that inflation, as I said before, might be a little bit sticky. And if the Fed wants to talk about one more rate hike, maybe, maybe not, we're done, we're near the end of the line. If you're not going to continue the inflation fight, maybe I don't want to continue to own your 10-year yields. And that's why those yields have been rising faster. So what would get them to stop going up? A little bit more aggressive Fed. That they talk about another rate hike this year, maybe another rate hike in '24, or at a very minimum start talking about getting rid of all of those rate cuts that they were talking about in '24. And you're starting to see that already today in the markets. They're starting there was a big move on the back end of the Fed Fund futures curve. all that means is that all those rate hikes that everybody was expecting, mm-hmm. they're starting to come out of the market right now. And so there's so you know the higher for longer camp is definitely gaining traction.
2: So where does that leave equities Jim where should they be versus where they are right now because I think a lot of the market has been surprised by the strength of the rally that we saw particularly in big tech names.
1: Yeah, so with the equity market, you know, there's two equity markets. There's seven stocks, and then there's all the other stocks. And so, you know, the magnificent seven, the big megatech tech stocks, they're operating under their own um, drummer. They've been very, very strong. But as you get further away from them, and you get down to, you know, the s and is up 15 percent, but most of that's those seven stocks. The Russell 2000 is only up 5 percent this year. The bottom half of the Russell 2000, which is the micro cap, is actually down on the year. Uh, so as you get further away from them, you start to see the market doing worse and worse. Why? Because they've got this hurdle rate of higher interest rates. That's my belief, mm-hmm. that TINA does exist. There is an alternative. I can get five, yes. nearly five and a half in a money market fund. Uh, anybody, Borrowing costs are going up. Anybody that wants to invest in these companies, you have to start thinking about, what if I don't want to invest in I just want to put my money in a money market fund for the first time in 15 years. And that's where these companies are are struggling. They have to show better performance, higher growth rates in an environment of higher interest rates to beat that hurdle rate. And it's getting tough for them. that's yeah. so, like I said, like the micro caps are not even up on the year right now.
2: Right. They also have the alternative of buying treasuries as well with those yields, as you mentioned, uh, if the tenure gets to something like 5%. I wonder, Jim, have investors forgiven the Fed for being late to recognize inflation was not transitory? Um, I, I ask because maybe the Fed hasn't really forgiven itself. Uh and is now overcorrecting by tightening.
1: Yeah, I I don't think they have forgiven the Fed. I mean, you know that was a big error. You got you got to remember the statistic that still blows me away is that March 16th, 2022, when they first raised rates off zero, the inflation rate was already 8.6%. That's how long they waited before they started to move. And now, you know, investors, like I said, with the bear steepening of the yield curve, they're very worried that this inflation thing, the final chapter has not been written on it. Now, again, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about eight or inflation. I'm talking about three or four, but that keeps interest rates up.
0: Jim, what about relative rates? We had the IMF chief talking earlier today about the divergence in policy. Tom Keene is about to speak to Christine Lagarde. How do you view the U.S. picture versus the rest of the world? And does that give some heat to the United States story?
1: Yeah, the big difference between the U.S. and the rest in the rest of the developed world, especially Europe, is the strong economic growth. We're looking at some very, very strong real growth numbers. You know, the Atlanta Fed GDP now, which mainly looks at the July numbers, has got like nearly six percent GDP growth for the quarter. Now that'll come down, but uh, that's still telling you that the quarter started great um, right now. And then the ECB's got a a little bit more difficult task because. They've got true stagflation. They've got very strong um, inflation, high inflation numbers, and very weak growth. And they're a single mandate central bank, mm-hmm. meaning they have to deal with inflation. If they've got weak growth, that's not supposed to be in their purview. They're supposed to deal with inflation. So that means Christine Lagarde should be talking about raising rates and raising rates and raising rates, but she doesn't want to because of this weak growth. So she's got to kind of thread that needle by talking about how I'm raising rates enough to deal with the the inflation problem, but trying to keep them as low as possible to spur growth. So she's got a difficult task there. as because of being that single mandate central bank.
2: Yeah, she's got to come up with 80 different ways of saying basically the same thing and delivering that message to markets. Jim, really appreciate your joining us. Jim Bianco of Bianco Research. And of course, Christine Lagarde will be...